0: You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently, so you can too.
1: The Kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? P.R. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, Live Like a Gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited your availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details.
0: your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined today by Josh Clark.
1: Hello, Candace.
0: Hello, Josh. So,
1: Candice, I was walking down the sidewalk the other day going to get some lunch, as I do from time to time, and I noticed lying in the gutter were a pair of those plastic uh, vampire fangs. And I thought, oh boy, I'm halfway to my Halloween costume, right? All I need is a cape, and there you go. So I put the fangs in my mouth and I'm walking along to go get lunch and um, I started thinking about this uh, this story I'd heard once um, about this guy named Max Shrek. He actually played uh, Dracula. Uh, in the first vampire movie ever called Nosferatu. It was uh, released in 1922. It was a silent movie. Very creepy. Uh,
0: oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this the one that they sort of like redid a version mm-hmm. of with John Malkovich?
1: Shadow of the Vampire. That's Look it. at you go, all mm-hmm. right. Well, I just,
0: I love John Malkovich. Uh, yeah. So do I. So repertoire. do I. I'd love
1: to be John Malkovich. Um, actually, no, I wouldn't. No. I think that I, I learned my lesson from that cautionary tale. But, <laughs> so ha- have you seen Shadow of the Vampire then? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Wow. Um so in that movie they basically uh portray Max Shrek um as an actual vampire who uh eventually kills off all of the cast and crew uh, by by basically eating them uh during filming. Um and there's actually a rumor that, that Mr. Schreck was a vampire. He had a really weird appearance and he, he had really strange habits. Um, so I started to do a little research and it turns out that's not the case. Um, he was not in fact a vampire. He was actually a very well respected German stage actor. Um, and after Nosferatu, he became very, very famous and went on to star in like 20 more films. So, I'm thinking he wasn't actually a vampire. That's, that's what I got. But, I do understand that there actually was a real Count Dracula that Bram Stoker modeled his character on, um, that there was a man who actually lived. Is that is that fact or fiction? Was there a real Count Dracula?
0: There really, really was. Who? Who? uh, It was this man named Vlad Tepish, and he was a 15th century prince from Wallachia. Okay,
1: I've heard of this guy, yeah. Yeah. Vlad the Impaler, right? Vlad
0: the Impaler. Yeah, and well, that wasn't the name he preferred. Impaler was, you know, sort of like, I don't know, calling someone a gossip. Maybe it's true about that person's (laughs) character, but you wouldn't say it to that person's face. Oh, it's true. His subjects didn't. They didn't touch that. Um, There was plenty of propaganda spread about him at the time that called him the Impaler, but he actually preferred the name uh, Vlad Dracula, Mm -hmm. which translated to Son of the Dragon.
1: So that name, Bram Stoker didn't make that name up? Nope. Pulled it straight
0: from the record to the British Museum. Dracula meant Son of the Dragon. His father was Vlad Dracul. And he chose the dragon, you know, to embody his character as a very sort of like fearsome and bow down before me leader. And ironically enough, he really wasn't like that. He was pretty subservient to the Turks. And Vlad grew up uh, essentially being told he also would be subservient to the Turks. Yeah,
1: didn't his father send him as like a gift to uh, the Sultan?
0: He did. And Vlad started, you know, plotting his revenge. And he was a defender of Christianity. And so he decided he was going to overthrow the Turks. And overthrow them, he did. He was pretty intense about his mission. He consolidated power in his hometown as part of his mission to bring a more unified front to Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty crazy the way he did this. He invited all of the regional nobility to dinner. And he got them in his dining room. And then essentially he was like... And change of plans. Instead yeah. of eating dinner, you know, we're gonna go rehabilitate this old dilapidated castle. So he had them march fifty miles away and he put them to work restoring this castle. Not in like a fun tie Pennington way, but like in a really scary work until you die, and if you right. don't die doing this, I'm going to impale you later.
1: And didn't he didn't he kill off the infirm and the elderly first and then, you know, put the stout ones to work? And and they worked for a while doing this, right?
0: They did, they did, and finally they got the castle in working order and then and, you know, his next step was his kingdom, and he didn't want any poor people bringing his his kingdom down. So he murdered all the poor.
1: Yeah, he, he, tens of thousands, if not. Arguably, a hundred thousand people died thanks to Vlad, right? Yeah,
0: and then he decided that he was going to, you know, counteract the Turkish forces that might be closing in on him. So he took his people who were really sick, mm-hmm. dress them up as Turks, send them to go live with the Turkish forces, and that was one of the first forms of biological warfare on yeah. record because they spread their diseases.
1: Yeah, and it worked like a charm, as far indeed as indeed it, it is. did. But he uh, he did hate the Turks. He was actually raised. Um, for many years, he spent his formative years basically under Turkish control as a prisoner, uh, when his father sent him as a gift to the Sultan. Um, so he learned to hate the Turks, but he also learned something other, very, something very significant from the Turks, and that was impaling, which is where he got Vlad Tepish, the impaler. He loved to impale people.
0: And this is not one of my favorite parts of the story, but I know it is one of yours. So my hopefully you'll, will you dazzle everyone with your definition of impalement?
1: Yeah, so basically, with when you when you think about being impaled, you know that sounds bad enough, right? Um, I did some research on this, and there's actually a very strict procedure for impaling a human being. Uh, and Vlad had this thing down pat. Well, let's hear it. Okay, so you take somebody, um, you take a poor victim, uh, and you tied one one foot to a horse, uh, the other foot to another horse, and very slowly the horses would start to separate. So the guy's now up on his hands with his legs spread behind him with no recourse for shutting his legs whatsoever. Vlad uh, preferred uh, spears that were rounded at the tip and oiled because he didn't want to tear any internal organs on the way in. Um, There's really no polite way to put this. Basically, while with the legs spread, uh, the the uh, the staff was introduced into the victim's anus and slowly pushed all the way through until it literally came out his or her mouth. Okay, that was just the beginning. After that, after they were fully impaled, they would be lifted up into a vertical position, uh, planted into the ground, and left to die, where they would spend sometimes days, some some of these people actually died of starvation. They were fully aware of what was going on, and um, it was probably the worst way to die ever imagined by man.
0: So if any of you are still listening after that, <laughs> um, as though that weren't bad enough, there were records that supposedly say that Vlad Tepish, a.k.a. Vlad Dra- uh, Dracula, liked to take his meals... Outside, among the dying, impaled victims. And
1: you, I imagine that there was a lot of groaning and screaming, and it probably wasn't a very pleasant sound. No,
0: but he was a very sick man.
1: Yeah, he was. Oh, there was also, um, it, well, I think this is probably where the Dracula legend came from. Uh, he supposedly once invited some Turks to... Uh, to meet with him. And when they got there, um, he had some prisoners that he'd already captured that were Turks. Uh, and he killed one of them in front of the Turks and and drank, uh, the blood of this victim, which caused the Turks to turn around and, and leave, uh, very quickly. Um, which I, I imagine that's probably where the vampire legend yeah, came from, wouldn't Yeah, that sort of,
0: sort of worked like a charm. And we had mentioned earlier, there was a lot of propaganda spread about Vlad Dracula, and conveniently enough, this sort of coincided with the invention of Gutenberg's printing press. Mm-hmm. So it had more recently been used to print copies of the Bible, and next, people turned to printing just volumes and volumes and volumes of documents against the horrors of Vlad Dracula. Yeah,
1: I think historians Suggests that we would not even probably be aware of Vlad Tepish uh, had had this propaganda against him not been printed so voluminously, and uh, we probably he probably would have been even further forgotten had Bram Stoker not basically accidentally ran across these these pamphlets and these books uh, in the British Museum. So. He, uh, his enemies basically um, uh,
0: contributed to his everlasting legend
1: exactly there you
0: go and even today apparently there's this new video game coming out and I'm, I'm not much of a gamer myself I'm more likely to sit down with a latte and, and a copy of Vogue but apparently you can play this thing called uh, The Path of the Dragon and it takes you through the ruins of Vlad Tepish's castle cool. and they call the village I think Vladivist or something like that and, and we know for it Fact. He didn't live in Transylvania. He lived in Wallachia. Mm-hmm. But um, you could sort of go on a, a virtual tour of the castle. Yeah, cool. yeah, Very yeah. Cool Just safety. watch your step. You don't want to get impaled. Yeah. So. No, you, you can don't. read even more about Vlad Tepish in.
1: Who was the real Count Dracula? Who was
0: the real Count Dracula? And for other delightful stories of people who supposedly drank their victim's blood, you can also read about Elizabeth Bathory and was a Hungarian countess, the world's most prolific serial killer, both on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway the great American race, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play.